vydat bez pedálně. All right, this is just gonna be a retake of episode 16 of Bike Shop Boyfriends. So here we go again. What are we at now? Like episode 16, I think. Yikes. Okay. Well, oh, oh, hey. On this episode of Bike Shop Boyfriend, we're already at episode 16. So let's get to the show. All right, everyone, welcome to episode 16 of Bike Shop Boyfriend. Um, didn't really have much of a morning to start uh, this whole podcast with. I'm finding that the strategy of starting my day with the podcast, either post-training ride um, or morning workout, strength training routine, etc., etc., um, I find chopping up and doing small segments throughout the course of the day actually makes for a better overall episode when I finally compile these clips and make the uh, episode published. Um, yeah, I actually had to sleep in today because, well, I found that the I, I need a humidifier at uh, the post-analysis of the situation. Um, with the really cold air that we've been having here in Winnipeg, uh, I realized I need a humidifier. So how about that noise? Uh, waking up fully congested feels like I've like I have cold-like symptoms kicking in. Um, not really fun to try and wake up and then uh, shake it off so that way you can spin on the bike for the morning sessions. Wasn't going to happen today, so um going to have to add humidifier to my 2018 resolutions here. So that's, that's an interesting choice, I feel. Um, just wanted to check in with everyone. Hopefully you and yours are having uh, a great second day of 2018. Um, today is January 2nd and, uh, I'm just in between the office as well as the bike shop. Got some fun stuff going on today. I've got some friendly faces visiting me. Um, one thing that I was going to just point out in this particular clip was, uh, sort of not, I'm not going to call it personal shopping because I don't think it actually is me shopping for anyone. Um, I feel it's more of assisted guidance one-on-one type uh, of salesmanship or service uh, slash hospitality that we are offering in our shop. I find that that's going to be probably the biggest trend uh, you're going to probably see in our particular bike shop this year. Um, One, it makes more effective use of your time. You actually get to book some time with the sales staff, uh, whether it's like 20 minutes or it's a full-on hour. Uh, depending on the nature of what you're looking at. Um, And they go from there. So if that includes like being properly sized for a bike, um, if it's just picking our brains as to putting together a custom option, um, if that's picking out clothing options, um, what have you, I feel like that one-on-one option of having a service or sales staff there to help you along I think that's going to be a big key and I'm actually doing it today with two people, uh, which I'm actually very excited about. They booked my time uh, and I'm very happy to know going into my day that I'm allocating time with people. So having said that, uh, I'm looking forward to talking about smart trainers with two people and they both have 
two different kinds of questions, but they're not coming in at the same time. They're coming in spaced out. So hopefully I'll have a little bit of feedback as to how that experience goes. Of course, this is going to be a bit of trial and error. I'm expecting um, hiccups along the way in terms of the service being offered, but uh, I, for one, I'm kind of excited about that. So maybe that's a bike shop 2018 experience right there. I think that's pretty cool. Let me know what you think your thoughts are actually about, uh, having more one-on-one time with sales staff, if uh, that interests you, or do you prefer having uh, sort of more of like a casual, they drop in, they ask how you're doing, if there's anything you can look at, uh, you needed help finding or looking at. Um, Yeah, just wanna know what your preferences are. All right, just gonna give you guys a bit of an update as to what I've been seeing on Twitter. Um, One bit of, news that actually sort of caught my eye that I actually did know about since uh, late October. Um, I went down to Trek World uh, in Madison, Wisconsin back in October and talked to the staff liaison to the World Tour team, Trek Segafredo. Um, He revealed to me that uh, the World Tour team for the Cobbled Classics as well as the Grand Tours are going to be aiming to ride on solely disc brake wheels um, and sort of get used to that amount of clearance. Um, There's even a bit more insight that I can share from that initial exchange was that uh, the team for the Classics will be moving from a 28C tire to maybe even a 30-32C tire depending on their role within the team uh, for that particular squad. So uh, just to give you a little bit of background as to what the Spring Classics are, they are one day races, there is no next day to race, so it's a start and finish type event. Um, They happen almost every weekend consistently for about two months, eh, maybe two and a half, and it's a one and done type situation. So you don't get another chance at the race until the following year. So these guys, um, these type of riders, they're a little bit bigger bodied than the Grand Tour specialists um, that are needing to be good in all vocations of cycling. Um, More on the lightweight time trial, able to climb really well in the mountains as well as time trial. But these guys that are doing these one-day classics, they're a little bit heavier bodied, um, more diesel-powered, overall explosive power, depending on if uh, the race finishes in a sprint type situation. But I, for one, uh, am super excited about hearing uh, Trek going with that route. Um, And I will offer this little bit of tidbit, you're going to hear it here, is that for the Grand Tours, you will be seeing a disc brake version of their Trek Madone platform. Um, right now they have an incorporated winged, um, break of the rim brake system, but you might be seeing a disc brake version coming out for either the Tour de France, uh, which is often the big window for new tech, or you'll even see it maybe prototyped slash ready to go for, uh, the Giro, um, depending on what squad they send there. And yeah, it should be very, very exciting to see new bikes coming out with uh, disc brakes and knowing how Trek sort of goes about designing their disc brake platforms. um, They really do take into account uh, integrating that new bit of technology, that stopping power into the overall bike. So do look forward to an interesting uh, fork design as well as rear frame, uh, rear triangle, I should be saying. Uh, designed to to like integrate that brake as much as possible. Um, 
just for more arrow gains, but also just for cleanliness of design. Um, that's something just to look forward to. Secondly, uh, this is also referring to Twitter. I would like to thank, uh, the tweet for the question, uh, very quickly here. Uh, if I only have $3,000, I'm assuming Canadian, uh, which bike should I get? Should I get something in aluminum or carbon? Now I'm going to actually divvy this up into two buckets. One with aluminum, you're better off getting an aluminum bike if you can get the better group set and wheel set that goes with that bike right out of the box. The second bucket is going to be if it's carbon and if it is also got a really good group set as well as wheel set. Chances are it's not going to have a great wheel set just due to the price point there. But if I could do it all over again and if I were, depending on my style of riding, um, if I'm being aggressive or if I'm just going for long endurance type rides, there's a lot of frames out there that are benefiting uh, from carbon advancements in terms of design and engineering and they're translating that actually or trickling it down into aluminum shapes um, just due to hydroforming and welding processes. So you're actually able to get a lot more bang for your dollar sometimes with an aluminum frame but then splurging on the drivetrain components of things so that way it still feels nice and ritzy. Um, Myself, I love the 105. I love Shimano Otegra. Um, I'm not terribly well versed with SRAM just because there's not much prevalence of it in the bike shop, but that is changing. That's a bit of news for 2018. So I want to get your thoughts on that and let me know in the comments. Hey everybody, sorry for the very disjointed episode of Bike Shop Boyfriend. Again, your host, Dustin, dropping the ball on pretty much continuity here um the goal has been to try and do these daily however it is not sort of panning out that way uh got hit with a bit of fatigue uh waylaid by work obligations had to stay late on a couple nights and just to get you up to speed um stuff happens and now i am boiling noodles for pasta because it is national hashtag spaghetti day so hopefully you're having a great spaghetti day and that is an actual thing. Check it out if you don't believe me. Um, you'll have to sort of forgive the in and outness of the audio. Uh, I am currently cooking at the moment, hands free, thank goodness. Um, this particular episode or segment actually I'm going to call it is what happens in the off season uh, at a bike shop. And just to give you some insight. Uh, Bike shops are pretty much seasonal unless you have summer all year round, so you're close to the equator. Um, I am not that fortunate. I live in a subarctic uh, city. So having said that, um, our off-season is actually doing things that keep you active in cold weather. So whether that is fat bikes um, with the big 5-inch tires that look like monster trucks or if that is indoor spinning... Uh, i.e. trainers. Um, we normally supply most of our community with those options. And then there's also cross-country skis. So we do try and keep active. It's what keeps the lights on. It's what keeps us busy. Um, and then there's also a lot of projects that are going to be taking place further in the year that we sort of get a leg up on now. Um, meaning our cyclocross race that we did last season, we're already in the planning stages of it for the coming season. So we're pretty excited about that. Um, but just to give you a little bit of a heads up, the reason why I was a little bit busy uh, to sort of 
keep up with continuity here and the reason for the disjointedness. Um, a friend of the podcast, uh, Sherilyn, she was surprised this past week, or, or yesterday, I should even say, uh, by her brother, and he s- surprised her by getting her a fat bike, and the scene itself was very moving, very touching. Um, no one deserves more surprises than Sherilyn. She is a great all-around person. Uh, I am fortunate enough to have befriended her through the bike shop. She surprised me on a birthday after one of our bike rides by surprising me with my favorite thing, which is a matzo burger from A&W uh, for my birthday. Like It almost brought me to tears. I will totally confess that. Um, she herself deserves all the surprises. She is a great, great person. And uh, I'm going to close out this segment by just saying happy belated Christmas. Um, surprise birthday. I don't even know what the occasion was, but you earned it. So congratulations, Sherilyn, on your new fat bike. Uh, I know you're going to serve it well and enjoy the hell out of that bike. So uh, look forward to seeing the Strava segments and the photos coming forth with enjoy that bike. Right. So I just mentioned previously uh, that there's off-season projects uh, up and going. One of them is uh, involving a friend of the podcast, Paul, um, who I would shout out. And I'm going to figure out how to do that post-edit, I guess. Um, Paul is involved with Cops for Kids, and he reached out to me. And I'm very much into this project that he is uh, a part of and spearheading to a degree and helping with the reach. Um, And I will put it out there for social media for folks to check out. But he is involved with Cops for Kids, which is uh, collaborating and working in conjunction with Children's Wish Foundation. Um, At the end of a shift of the bike shop, I'm unable to say a lot of these words. So do have patience with me, please. And I'm smiling here when I'm saying that. Um, But yeah, he's involved with Children's Wish Foundation and uh, the Cops for Kids. They're riding from Winnipeg, which is at the center of the North American continent, and doing a uh, rolling relay uh, over five days from Winnipeg all the way to Tucson, Arizona. So um, he's going to be covering a hell of a lot of ground in September. But they're going to need help from local businesses and club rides and uh, pillars of the community to some degree and cycling uh, life. Um, He reached out to local pro athlete who is involved in the Women's World Tour, Leah Kirchman. Um, She donated some amazing memorabilia from her Sunweb team. Uh, looks like a brand spanking new uh, Sunweb jersey that has her autograph on it. Uh, Phil Guyman, also of the uh, the Realist podcast out there with uh, a cyclist spearheading it, um, the Peloton Brief, um, in which he is, I believe, autographing and donating some prizes to, to their social and their cause. So more on that as it comes and look forward to in the fall, possibly even uh, live audio or raw audio of my group uh, escorting some of their group down through uh, at the beginning of their journey. I won't be able to go with them, obviously, uh, that far. That's an incredible distance. Um, Would love to, by the way. You have my full support there, Paul. Um, But yeah, hopefully get him on the podcast explaining what's all going on. 
maybe even some behind the scenes stuff of what's uh, all involved with organizing such a massive undertaking. Um, how is he training? Uh, the bikes they're using, the kit, all that good stuff, because people like to know, right? So I'm going to ask those questions, hopefully, on your behalf. If you have questions for Paul, um, feel free to give me a shout here on the Bike Shop Boyfriend podcast, and I will definitely ask him for you. Um, so that's part one of this little segment here. Part two is definitely uh, fat bikes. If you have questions about fat bikes, um, that I can answer for you. Do let me know. I am pretty knowledgeable about the stuff. Um, what maybe apparel to be wearing? Uh, what accessories should you be looking at? All that good stuff. Let me know uh, in the comments. Um, again, you can DM me on Instagram at Dustin D U S T I N W H T, as well as my Twitter handle. Again, the same one D U S T I N W H T, and I'm definitely gonna address those questions for you um but yeah i think i'm actually gonna close out this episode of the bike shop boyfriend podcast um right here it feels pretty good i feel yeah okay well that's my microwave and i'm reheating up uh, spaghetti as it is national spaghetti day so hopefully you are enjoying some nice pasta sauce sorry for if i'm offending one i don't want to but um yeah it's a family recipe sauce that I am benefiting from. So I would have to thank mom. Thank you, mom, for uh, giving me some spaghetti sauce to enjoy on National Spaghetti Day. Uh, so this is, I guess, the National Spaghetti Day edition of the Bike Shop Boyfriend podcast. Huh. It's kind of cool how that turned out. All right. Well, you have yourself a great night and we will hear. Well, you'll hear from me tomorrow. Cheers.